Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome to the Old Time Radio Superman Show. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, send it to me, adam at adamsweb.us, and be sure and rate the show on iTunes. Also, I do encourage you to pick up Spade Trap. It's my latest superhero comedy novel and the Adventures of Powerhouse series. In it, Powerhouse continues his search. Great effort to rescue Major Spade, a 1950s superhero transported to the present. And he needs help from all of his friends. It's a great uh, comedy and I think you'll enjoy it. Pick it up as a paperback or in the Kindle store or as an audiobook through audible.com or the iTunes store. Well, now it's time for today's episode of Superman and we're starting a new series. From June 14th of 1948, it's The Secret of Meteor Island Part 1. Faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive, able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman! Yes, it's Superman, strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with amazing physical powers far beyond those of mortal men, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, wages a never-ending battle for truth and justice. Today, a frantic message from Lois Lane sends Clark Kent hurtling into action as Superman. Get out where, Lois? What's happened? I'm in a drugstore at the corner of River Drive and 132nd Street. River Drive and 132nd? That's right. Now hurry, Clark. But... Please, something terrible has happened. Hurry! Gang Sochi Sakamoto, as we've told you before, is recognized as one of the greatest swimming teachers in the world. For in the past seven years, he's developed twice as many national champions as any other coach. Sakamoto is a Japanese-American who lives on the island of Maui, not far from Honolulu. He had his first outstanding victory in 1937 when his teenage protégés won virtually all the races at the Hawaiian Championship indoor meet. Swimming experts immediately wanted to know how Sakamoto had made champions out of 13- and 14-year-old lads. Well, to everybody's amazement, it turned out that Sakamoto had been training the kids in a shallow, narrow, sugarcane irrigation ditch miles from the ocean. And from that bunch of kids came six of the fastest swimmers in the world and teams which have won four United States national championships. But Sakamoto's most wonderful triumph came with a part Hawaiian named Bill Smith. Bill had been stricken with typhoid fever, which left him unable to move his arms or legs. His dad, who had heard of the great coach, sent Bill to Sakamoto. And in two years, the boy practically turned into a fish. On May 23, 1941, in Honolulu, Bill Smith broke three world records for the 880, 900, and 1,000-yard distances. The next night, he broke the 550, 700, and 800-yard records. Honolulu went crazy with joy as the once fever-crippled boy proved himself to be the greatest middle-distance swimmer in the world, and Sakamoto's prized pupil. Later in this program, gang, we'll give you some tips from Soichi Sakamoto on how you can improve your swimming. So, keep listening. 
And now, the adventures of Superman. <laughs> Superman's exciting and fantastic adventure in the land of the Princess Rev Payton has come to an end. And now a new mystery has arisen to confront the Man of Steel, the full importance of which he does not yet realize. As we join Superman now, he is in his office at the Metropolis Daily Planet in his guise of Clark Kent. He looks up, a puzzled frown on his face, as cub reporter Jimmy Olsen enters. You want to see me, Mr. Kent? Oh, yes, Jim. Hustle down to Pier 8, will you? The Eastern Queen is docking there at noon. Oh, you and... want me to interview some big shot that's coming in on the boat, huh? Well, I don't know. Huh? No, you see, I, I just got a tip. Two tips, in fact, that a terrific story is going to break when the Eastern Queen docks. Oh, so what kind thought... of a story? I have no idea, Jim. Well, who gave you the tip? I don't know that either. Oh, now, look, Mr. No, on the level, Jim. On the level. We received a radiogram a little while ago sent from the Eastern Queen by somebody with the initials E.W. E.W.? Uh-huh, but don't ask me who E.W. is You because... don't know. Right. Hmm? The message said that a terrific story would break at noon today when the Eastern Queen docked, and for us to be sure to have a reporter there. Golly, I wonder Just what... Just a few minutes ago, some man called... Used to give his name, but he repeated the same information that was in the radiogram. Hey, this sounds like big stuff. Well, maybe yes, maybe not. What do you mean, maybe not? Well, I've seen some funny things in this business, Jim. It might be a legitimate tip, or it might be the work of a publicity hound, or a practical joker, or even a crackpot. Oh. Well, we've got to follow it up just in case, so hop on down to Pier 8 like a good fellow. You'll meet Lois there. Hey, what's the idea? Don't you think I can handle this alone without Miss Lane? Oh, I'm Sure you can, Jim, but if the story is as big as somebody wants us to believe, we can use two reporters on the job. Oh, well. All right, get going, Jim. You'll have to hustle to be there on time. Okay, Mr. Ken, I'm on my way. So far, I haven't even seen anything that looks like a small story. You have No, and I've been here since the Eastern Queen docked. That was over half an hour ago, and most of the passengers have already left the ship. Oh, well, gee whiz, Mr. Kent got a radiogram and a phone call. I know, and so apparently did every other newspaper in Metropolis. They did, huh? Sure, look around you. There's Terry of the Blade, and there's Winkler of the Journal, oh. and there's Thompson, and Natalie Marks of the Times, and Harry Muldoon of the Gazette. Shucks, Mr. Kent must have been right. What do you mean? Well, he said the tips might have come from some publicity hound or a practical joke. Wait a minute, Jim. There comes the captain down the gangplank, and... That woman with him looks familiar. She does. Who is she? Well, I, I can't quite recognize her from here, but she's probably some big shot traveling incognito and... Uh-oh. The other reporters have spotted her, too. You wait here, Jim. I'll have a look. Okay. Let me know if she's anybody. You bet. I say, young man, would you do me a favor? Well, well yes, mister. What... Just hold this little package for me until I get back, will you? I must make a phone call. That's a good chap. But, but look... Just put it in your pocket. It's quite valuable. I'll be right back. Wait a minute. Why can't you put it in your own pocket? Hey, mister. I'll be right back. But I won't be here long. Hey! Ducked into the crowd. Jesus, what goes on here? For heaven's sake, Jim, where have you been? That tip was a phony, and I've been looking all over the pier for you. Oh, Miss Lane, I... Well, why didn't you stay where I left you? Well, I... You see, the, the woman, the captain escorted down the gangplank was Estelle Winston, the ex-movie queen. She and her press agent dreamed up the radiogram of the newspapers and the phone calls and the publicity stunt to get all the reporters down here because Estelle wants to make a comeback in pictures. How do you like that? All the reporters are furious. Yes, I wonder where he went. Where who went? 
Well, who are you looking for? The man who left a little package with me. Why? He said he was just going to make a phone call and would be right back. But he didn't come back, and I haven't been able to find him. Give me what man are you talking about? I don't know who he is, Miss Lane. He's tall and thin and, and dressed real sharp. You say he, he left a package with you? All right. Got it in my pocket. See? Here it is. Well, what is it? I don't know. He said it was valuable and for me to hold it while he went to make a phone call. A stranger left a valuable package with you? Uh-huh. Well, what was the idea? Why couldn't he take it with him? I asked him that, but he rushed off without answering. That's strange. How long ago was it, Jim? About 20 minutes ago, right after you left me. Well, he's had plenty of time to make his call and get back. Sure he has. I can't figure it out. Look, is there a name or address on the parcel? Uh-uh, nothing. This is strange. Well, we can't stand around here all day, Jim. We've got to get back to the office. We'll find a dock official or a police officer and leave the package with him. Come on. No, we can't do that, Miss Lane. Why not? We don't even know the man's name. Well, but... We might have a hard time locating him and getting it back. That's right. Let's see the thing, Jim. Wait. Let's get out of this mob first. Come on. Okay, this is good enough, Jim. Now, let's see the package. Here. Wrapped in a sort of metallic oil skin. <clears throat> Rather heavy, too. Look, I hate to do this, Jim, but I think we'd better open it. There may be a name or address inside. Oh, we can't do that. It's not our package. I realize that, but we can't wait here all day for your friend to come back either. If he is coming back, we'll do it at the office. I know, but... Now, if there is a name and address inside, your troubles are over. Otherwise, we'll put an ad in the lost and found column of the planet requesting your trusting friend to call for his parcel. Does that sound all right? Well, I guess so. Most of this package seems to be oil skin wrapping. There, it's just about all unwound. Now, we'll see. Well, of all the... Look, Jim. They're nothing but a lot of dirty little stones. That's right. And, and pieces of broken glass. What is this? <laughs> Jimmy Olsen and Lois Lane stare at the strange contents of the little oilskin package. What does this mean? We'll be back in a moment for the startling climax of today's episode. So keep listening. Gang, here are some swimming tips from Soichi Sakamoto, one of the world's greatest coaches who believes that everyone past the age of five can and should swim. To overcome a fear of water, the great coach advises that you go to the shallow part of the pool or beach, hold your breath, and duck your head underwater. Keep your eyes open under the water and look around. Do this a dozen times, says Sakamoto, and you'll find your fears are gone. Next step is to learn to float. Walk out waist deep. Squat until your shoulders are underwater. Hold your arms above your head and slowly lean back until the water makes a pillow for your head. Then push from the bottom. Your feet will rise and you'll drift along as smoothly as can be. Now then, as soon as you can float, you can swim. Try it by beginning with an overhand stroke, kicking six times for every two strokes. Confidence, patience, and practice will do the rest. From then on, it's just a question of improving your style. Make sure you relax when you swim. Don't fight the water. You'll speed along faster if you roll your head easily from side to side as you take in air. Don't hold it stiffly out of the water. Let your arms bend naturally at the elbows as you lift them for each stroke. And here's another tip. Be sure you breathe properly. Don't gulp air. Inhale on the left side and begin exhaling the moment your face turns down into the water. Make sure you perfect your all-important kick. The power should come from the thigh and ripple through flexed knees to the toes. Your feet should barely break the surface of the water. Well, there you are, gang. How to become an expert swimmer as told by an expert coach. Now, go out and try it. But remember, never go out alone. (laughs) 
And now, back to the adventures of Superman. Reporters Lois Lane and Jimmy Olsen have left the city pier and in a taxi cab are en route to the Daily Planet along River Drive. In Jimmy's pocket is the oilskin packet which the unknown man had left with him. Well, it's a good thing I showed up, Jim. Yeah. You'd still be standing on the pier waiting for that practical joker to come back for his valuable collection of stones and broken glass. Of all the corny jokes. And I fell for it. Well, don't feel too badly, Jim. I was taken for a ride today, too. Huh? What do you mean? Well, have you forgotten the phony tips about the terrific story that was going to break when the Eastern Queen docked today? Oh, yeah. It sure has been a profitable morning, hasn't it? And how... I could just as well have taken the morning off and gone to the hairdresser. Look out, driver. What's the matter? The car is trotting us off the road. Oh, what's the idea? Can't you see where you're going? Woo! Hey, for a minute there, I thought we were going to crack up. Hey, what are all those guys getting out of their car for? Hey, listen, you guys. Shut up, you. Keep them coming, shorty. Okay. Look, they've got guns. Good heavens. Okay, kid, get out. What? You mean me? Yeah, you. Come on out. But I... Get out. Get out. Get out. For help, Lois Lane sees the big sedan with Jimmy Olsen, the captive inside, roar away. Why was Jimmy seized? Who are his captors? And what did they mean when they said somebody called the Count had slipped something to him on the pier? Could they mean the apparently worthless stones and glass in the oilskin package? There are thrills, mystery, and excitement ahead, fellows and girls. So don't fail to be with us tomorrow when we bring you Chapter 2 of The Secret of Meteor Island on The Adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC Comics Magazine and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time. Watch for the Superman Adventure Serial, soon to be shown at your local movie theater. This program came from New York. Stay tuned to your mutual station for Captain Midnight, which follows in just a moment. And right after Captain Midnight, you'll hear Tom Mix and his Ralston Straight Shooters. Hart Van Horn speaking. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System.